So I just wanted to come on today, you know, in the midst of this whole quote unquote crisis, coronavirus. Um, I don't know. I'm sitting here painting my baseboards and <laughs> just keeping myself busy with busy work and and just thinking about stuff. Um, I tend to go like my mind goes on autopilot when I do projects like this. It's kind of like that creative, you know, adult coloring book project things, whatever. Um, it's kind of like that for me where I can kind of do like a deep dive and really go introspective and think about stuff. And so I'm just thinking, you know, sitting here thinking and, and I'm just like, I wonder what people are going through, like truly going through, like not what they fake say, you know, to their friends through text messages or put out on, you know, Facebook or Instagram. Um, and then I'm also asking myself the same question, like, how are you really doing? Are you really being real? You know, when you say, you know, when your friends ask you how you feel about all this and, you know, I'll be honest. I mean, I, okay, honey, I'm really peaceful about it. I mean, I really do have peace. That is for real. Um, but I, but at the same time, I do know this is real. I know that, um, you know, this is a real disease or virus, you know, and I got really sick over, right, you know, over Christmas break. I mean, really sick. Like, I've never been this sick in my life. I couldn't breathe just walking up my flight of stairs. Um, you know, I got the flu for real. Like, I always thought the flu was throwing up and stuff like that. But um, flu, I guess, you know, can affect your lungs. And I always thought that was um, um, pneumonia. So, am I saying that right? Ammonia? Yeah, no, pneumonia. So, um, let's get those two mixed up. Hold on a second, honey. So, um, so yeah, have those things crossed my mind? Yes, but this is what I, I made a decision. I'm so glad that like in, in mid-January, I went to a conference um, called Power and Love, and it's something that Todd White uh, puts on. He's an um, evangelist, and... Um, and I'm really glad that I went there. You know, I go, I go to these these conferences, um, probably one one or two a year. These types of conferences to just you know increase my faith. You know, get more you know God learning, Bible understanding, those types of things, and just you know increase my faith and um, and just worship and be with like-minded people. Um, but the thing I learned that um, while I was there is is that, you know, life and death are in the power of the tongue. And that really hit me really hard because I was actually just coming off of being sick at that time from the flu I was just talking about. Um, and I was kind of on the tail end of it. I, okay, shh, shh, shh. mommy's talking here, okay? Um... I was on the tail end of it, but I was, you know, before I left and got on the plane, I was, um, you know, I still had a big runny nose. I was sneezing. I was still, you know, very congested. But the entire three days that I was there, I never felt any sick symptoms. I never felt any flu symptoms, any tail end, none of it the entire time. So I know that that was 
due to the power of the Holy Spirit and just what was going on there and everything. And so that alone really increased my faith, um, you know, to believe that if I set my mind to the things above and really and really believe in my heart and in my actions and in my words that I believe that um, I am healed and hey you're just gonna have to excuse me I have to do this in the raw and off the cuff because I'm not gonna have any time over this whole deal to do any editing so you're gonna have to hear my noisy household with all my three kids here. But um, anyway, so the whole time I was there, I, you know, I mean, when I came home, um, I just kept declaring, you know, that I was I was well. And when I got back, immediately when I got back, um, I had to audition for a theater production that I wanted to be a part of called Hero, which is what we're right in the middle of, but it's kind of like, are we going to postpone it or not? So anyway, the, these the flu symptoms started to come back with a vengeance and I started to feel like I couldn't breathe in my chest and you know I had to do a you know a singing audition all that and I was like oh heck no I was like no this is not going to happen I am going to exercise my my um my faith it's like if I really am a believer in Jesus and I believe that he he heals and you know that by his stripes we are healed if i believe all that then i am going to claim it and i'm going to say in jesus name i am healed and so i went in like that day or the next day and um asked for prayer and you know i i just i believed it and i kept claiming it and even if i felt a little stuffy i just kept saying no i'm healed one second again hudson hudson please turn the tv down right now and um, <clears throat> and I, I did not feel any symptoms in less than a 24-hour um, period. Like I was, it was done and I knew it was. I knew it left my body. And I'll be honest, I have never really tried that before. I mean, my mom, you know, I grew up with her saying that, saying, you know, claim it and, and know that it's done. But, you know, I'd always allow um, fear to kind of trickle back in. And this was more with like emotional stuff. Um, geez, right when you try to do an episode, you get interrupted constantly. Darling, you're gonna have to please wait, okay? Okay? You have to bring the buckle around, okay? Um, so my whole point for, for coming on here was really just to give you guys, anybody listening, I just felt like I needed to say um, just that you just need to claim um, that you are covered. I am. Um, I was sending out a bunch of um, text and, and mostly text messages to friends and family, and just saying and saying, you know, um, just claim Psalms ninety one um, over your household, over yourself. And Psalms ninety one is is awesome. Um, in fact, I will grab it right now. And they see I will put this on you. I'm talking on my podcast. I haven't put anything out for a while and I wanted to, to encourage people that were 
that might feel encouraged during this time. Gosh, this is difficult to do. What's up with this thing? Okay, I don't know how to do this, okay? All right. Anyways, so um, I feel like I'm all over the place. I'm not remembering where I'm leaving off with this conversation. Um, but just wanted to say that, oh yeah, I was going to read Psalms 91, um, to you guys, cause it's important to remember, uh, that God's in control. Um, we're really not in control and, um, and the enemy, the devil is going to try and tell you. Um, whisper to you and say, you know, you're going to be, you're going to get affected by this. You're going to get this disease. It's, it's inevitable. It's going to hit you. It's inevitable that everyone is going to be affected by this. And that's a lie. It's just a lie. I mean, I, I, you know, what I go back to is I started immediately thinking about, um, the Passover and how the, um, the Israelites, um, God said to them, you know, I want you to go and sacrifice your best lamb and I want you to take the blood of that sacrificed lamb and put it on your doorpost outside your home and the the angel of death will pass over your home um, because this was going to be the punishment for um, Egypt for not allowing um, uh, the Israelites to go. Moses said, let my people go and, you know, God sent gosh, I'm afraid I'm gonna get this wrong, but I think it was like seven plagues. I could be wrong and I apologize. I don't, I think it was seven. And every single plague represented a God that the Egyptians worshiped. So yeah, one of them, for example, was, you know, the frogs. So of course they were just heaping with frogs all over them. You like frogs? Here you go. Here's a ton of them. And then locust is another. So, um, you know, and so that night, that's what the people did. The people that had their faith in God, they they put blood on the post of their outside door. And the angel of death, death passed over, and so their firstborn sons didn't get um, affected. They didn't, they didn't die. So to me, I, I kind of look at it with this, because in a sense, this is a plague as well. I mean, it's, it's really affecting the entire world. It's a, it's like a global shutdown and I think it's, it's causing a lot of people, a lot of fear and even Christians. And it's not, it's not anything to be ashamed of because that's never anything that I, I want to say to a person, whether they believe in God or not, but even to Christians, you know, that are not, you know, you know, haven't really read their Bible in a while and, and just haven't been that close to God and have kind of just been cruising along, you know, on their own, in their own strength in life, you know, like, oh, I'm getting by and yeah, I go to church on Sunday and everything's good. But, you know, I think in times like this, you know, this is a, 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 a perfect wake up call, I think, for people, um, especially Christians to say, oh my goodness, you know, I'm supposed to be a Christian and have faith that, that, that I'm covered, but I don't even really know all these truths for myself. Like maybe some people don't even know this truth about the Passover and what it was all about. 
you know, because that's the Passover is like usually a Jewish holiday, right? And that's all Christians ever really know about it. Um, but it's really significant and it shows, I mean, in a really scary moment, you know, this angel of death is literally hovering over Egypt. And if you are, you know, a Jew that is, is practicing, but isn't turn it down, please right now. My apologies. Um, you know, then yeah, if you're a practicing Jew and if even if you're not, it's like I'm sure there was some people. I'm sure, even though it wasn't said in the Bible, I, I don't want to say this for sure, but my I surmise, okay, this is my opinion, that there probably were some, let's say, backslidden or non-real practicing Jews in that time that really could care less that didn't put the um the blood on the outside of their door. They didn't do the sacrificial thing, you know? And not because, not because, maybe not because they didn't, um, they were doing it out of rebellion, but maybe because they didn't even know, maybe because they didn't even hear of it. I mean, that's that's a pretty out there, you know, statement for me to make since it's not in the Bible. So I'm, what, but I'm, I'm using it really as like a, as like an idea you know there can be a lot of us that can say well I didn't know I didn't know I didn't know that was what I was supposed to do but see we are still going to be affected right in life whether we know something or not and so um you know and that's like even the 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 rules in the world you know it's like well I I didn't know so you know why should I be punished for it well um that's why we, I guess, need to pay attention. So, um, I just want to encourage those that, um, are a little bit afraid or nervous about this whole thing, just to have peace and pray and ask God to, um, renew your strength and, uh, do read Psalms 91. I read it to my family every night. Um, you know, I'm playing praise and worship music throughout the day and um, I also do the Lord's Prayer at night with my kids. Those are just the, some of the spiritual things that I'm, I'm exercising that I encourage other people to do. It's not like, oh, look at me, look what I'm doing. But it's just, it's just a good practice and um, it's being faithful to God. Um, the other thing, the other practical stuff that um, I'm doing, um, and if anybody else has like great ideas, like Kevin and I are looking up on the internet, like what to do with our kids because like we're just like oh my gosh what the heck are we gonna do with our kids for 21 days 21 days plus really um but at at this point like our kids are still supposed to be in school right now they're not supposed to be on spring break until next week so anyway um we're keeping a schedule I guess Kevin saw that on the internet like that people are coming up with schedules for their kids as if they're like at school Um, And that's working out pretty good. And the kids like it. And I think the reason why they like it is because they are structured at school. So no wonder we go stir crazy on, you know, during spring break and Christmas break, because we suddenly don't have a structured environment for them. And it's a free for all. And so they end up watching the iPad or the cell phone all day or TV and they drive us crazy. So now that we've got like, okay, you're going to do 30 minutes of 
um, you know, reading, 30 minutes of math. Um, like my son Hudson, my six-year-old, he loves to draw. So he's doing an art class on YouTube while Esiason plays basketball outside in the driveway. So it's like, it just kind of keeps everybody structured and doing stuff. And like all three of my kids have a, um, a ABC mouse account for their age group. And so Reese, she's four, she does that. And I've noticed the difference between yesterday and today is totally night and day because we decided like Kevin and I were like, okay, starting tomorrow, we are going to be structured period. End of story. And it's working out really nice. And it's, it's just kind of keeping a plan throughout the day. So I'm really grateful for it. Um, yeah. So I just, um, yeah, I want to encourage everyone. And I've been telling, I've been telling everyone suggesting the Psalms 91. Um, but I haven't been like reading out the verse in hopes that people would just turn to the Bible themselves. So I'm going to get up right now. I'm going to go to Psalms 91 and I'm just going to go ahead and, um, and read it to people so that they can be blessed by it. Cause sometimes, sometimes that's just what needs to happen. Sometimes people just won't, won't open their Bible and that's fine. I, I always liked it when people would just read the darn thing, you know, just stop talking to me about it. Just read it. Um, <clears throat> so let me just turn to it. Let me find it. Uh, I have two different Bibles. I have one Bible that it has those little inlet things on the side where it tells you where the different books are so you can easily turn to it. And then I have one that doesn't have it. So I'm looking in the one that doesn't have it. So I don't have the help right now. And I haven't memorized the books of the Bible in, in order. So that kind of sucks. Okay. So what am I going to? Psalms, 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 Psalms. Gosh, I sound so out of breath. All right, I'm getting there, people. I'm getting there. Oh, there it is. Okay. And I am reading from um, the Joyce Meyer Amplified. And I really like it because she gives, like, little examples throughout. Um, kind of little testimonies of her own life or just things that she's lived through and or just, you know, wisdom that she's lived out. Okay, so let's go to Psalms 91. Here we go. All right. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no foe can withstand. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, on him I lean and rely, and in him I confidently trust. For then he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. Then he will cover you with his, his pinions, and under his wings shall you trust and find refuge. His truth and his faithfulness are a shield and a buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror of the night, nor of the arrow, the evil plots and slanders of the wicked that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor of the destruction and sudden death that surprises or that surprise and lay waste at, no, at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. I love that. 
it shall not come near you. Only a specter shall you be, yourself inaccessible in the secret place of the Most High. That means getting into quiet time, like coming into the presence of God, reading your your Bible and just really having one-on-one time with God. That's what um, the secret place means. As you witness the reward of the wicked. So I'll read that again. Only a specter shall you be. Oh, I'm sorry. I am reading that completely wrong. I'm glad I'm reading this again. Only a spectator. Thank you. A spectator. I was reading specter. Only a spectator shall you be yourself inaccessible in the secret place of the Most High as you witness the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord your refuge and the Most High your dwelling place, there shall no evil befall you, nor any plague or calamity come near your tent. For he will give his angels uh, a special charge over you to accompany and defend and preserve you in all your ways of obedience and service. They shall bear you up on their hands, lest you dash your foot against a stone. That's Luke 4.10.11 and Hebrews 1.14. You shall, that last part was taken from those two verses. You shall tread upon the lion and adder. The young lion and the serpent shall you trample underfoot. That's Luke, that's from Luke 10.19. Because he has set his love upon me, Therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he knows and understands my name, has a personal knowledge of my mercy, love, and kindness, trusts and relies on me knowing I will never forsake him. No, never. And that's God talking to us. He shall call upon me. He's talking about himself. And I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. So be blessed through this whole crazy time. Hug your family tight and, you know, just spend some time in the word together. You know, pray together as a family. That's what, that was like my first thought that came to me when this whole thing, like, I just, you know, knew that it would get, just because my husband likes to read ahead and read all kinds of things and get into it, he's like, this is going to get a lot worse before it gets better, so it's probably going to be, like, shut down for a while, and so my immediate thought came was, that came, was that, um, I was like, wow, what an opportunity for families to come back together and get acquainted again, really, because we've got such busy lives, right? We're always just busying ourselves, either working and just doing, going to sport, you know, taking our kids to sporting events, you know, picking them up from school, just making just everything hour by hour has like something to do, right? And then if we're having downtime, we're, we, we're usually watching TV, you know? So it's not a lot of time spent together you know, like I think about when I suddenly just, you know, discovered um, Blue House on the Prairie on um, Amazon Prime. I was so thrilled. This was like my favorite show um, when I was a little girl. And, you know, they didn't have all the distractions, obviously, that we have a hundred plus years later, you know, 
you know, we, we have so many distractions. It's like, yes, we can communicate and get a message around the world in, in a half a second, but yet are we any closer? You know, are we, are we really communicating any better? Are we drawing closer to each other? Are we drawing closer to God? Like, no, it's actually putting us more and more apart. So I just thought to myself, wow, what an opportunity for the men to come back and be the spiritual head of the family again and really be that that sort of example and force that God set up, you know? And I like that. That makes me feel so secure, um, that structure that God set up for us. He did that for, for our good. He didn't do it to control us. He said, hey, if you do it this way, um, you'll be better for it. And I have to say, I've tried every other way and it has not worked. You know, I've tried to be the controlling person of the household. We're going to read the Bible now. We're going to do this. We're going to pray. Why aren't you being reverent? Close your eyes, fold your hands, bow your heads. And it's like, it's just out of order. And it's not that I can't be a person, you know, as a, as a wife and a mother that can suggest these things. But my prayer right now is that the spiritual roles um, for the family will will rise again in this time of of quarantine, really, of households having to stay home and be together. Like this is a forced being together. I'm looking at this from a positive angle. You know, how can we how can we rise as the family of God um, during this time? Like, how can we come out victorious? And so, those are just some of my thoughts. And I hope you're blessed by them. And um, definitely leave your comments in the um, on the voice message um, part of this um, podcast. I think it's down at the bottom. You can click on the the um, I don't know what it's called URL. I have no idea, um, but do that. All right, take care. God bless. This is not going to be an edited thing. I don't have time to do. I actually don't have time to do that because I have to take care of my kids all the time, which is a blessing. All right, take care, everybody, and stay healthy.